This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. Come on, let's go, Dan. We've got to get up. We've got to get on down there to the little old mission place where folks are standing around waiting for the Old Trailblazer. So we're happy to have you folks with us this morning. This is Pastor, or tonight, this is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, your Old Trailblazer, uh, bringing you God's message time after time. And I've been encouraged lately by hearing from many of you. I wish others would write me. Maybe you've never written. Maybe you enjoying the broadcast. I'm getting emails now from people all over the country, and they say, this is my first time to ever hear you. So you, if you if you like that, you write me. Let me know. It encourages my heart. Let me know that you're uh, listening, and let me know that you're helping me with the broadcast, if you will, if you can. And uh, if not, I praise the Lord anyhow. So we're going to get back in our study. We're looking at faith healing, divine healing, whatever you call it. True and false. True and false. And uh, we're looking at uh, that uh, the Lord never commanded us to preach healing. No, the Lord never the Lord never commanded uh, us to preach healing, did he? I can't find where he did. But let's, uh, let's look at that. We're kind of getting close to the end of that particular topic. But we'll, uh, we'll pick it up. And uh, we'd seen there already that healing is not a gospel. So let's look there now. We were looking at about the uh, Lord's Supper and baptism. So let's look at another, uh, go a little further there at this time. The false doctrine of preaching of healing has not only invaded the sanctity of the Lord's Supper, but it is bolder with the ordinance of baptism. Now we saw there about how they invaded the sanctity of the Lord's Supper there and many, many false doctrines and little offshoots have, have uh uh, sprouted up there, and they say uh, uh, the healing is connected to the for the uh, Lord's Supper. No, no, not not a bit, my friend. If an individual if an individual comes forward to be healed, and after meeting all the conditions that are laid down, which are contrary to God's word, he's not healed. Then he or she is told they were not healed because he's not obeyed the Lord and followed him in baptism. Now, my friend, what a farce. What a farce. Great emphasis is laid upon the fact that all sorts of diseases have been left in the baptismal pool. Now, isn't that awful? Isn't that the most asinine thing you ever heard of, folks? It is. Of course, probably not literally, but they're told that if they're baptized, they will come up without disease. They'll come up without that disease. Now, get this statement. Many, many, many of our poor, blinded, People go down into the baptismal water, not because they're convinced that it is the proper form of baptism, but because they want to be healed. Oh, my friend, my friend, they'll do anything, believe anything to be healed. And how Satan has perverted and destroyed the significance and the great teaching of the ordinance of baptism. My friend, we have a little book here by Pastor Shelton called The Trail of the Serpent. And it goes out to expose it goes in to expose Satan and all of his, uh, uh, those things. And uh, if you'd like, I'll send you a copy of it. I will. Satan, the trail of the old serpent. And uh, now, let's get back to our study. Many, many of these poor blinded people have gone down into the baptismal water in an attempt to be healed. They'll do anything, or believe anything to get healed. And Satan has destroyed the significance of, and the great teaching of the ordinance of baptism. Here's an individual who will come along 
and teach you that you have to be baptized to be saved. Now, we run into those folks, and I'm sure you do all the time, all the time. Isn't that the heights of blasphemy? Isn't that the heights of blasphemy that you would require someone to be baptized in order to be saved? But nowhere in God's Word does it say that baptism has anything to do with salvation. You can't show it to me. You can't find it. It's not in there. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself it is a gift of God. That's Ephesians 2, 9. Salvation is of the Lord, Jonah 2, 9. And in John, 1 John 1, 7 says, And the blood, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Let me stop here and ask you, do you know anything about the cleansing blood? The blood has made an atonement, has made a covering for our sins. You know, we, we have much, much preaching that Jesus died to save the world. No, that's not true. Christ died to save sinners, those who would come to him. If you never come to Christ, you'll never, you'll never uh, be saved. I'm bringing a message of this coming Sunday, I believe it is, on the, the man at the pool there, Bethesda. I, I've read and studied and looked at that situation there for time on end, and now I see this picture. There were folks lying there, uh, been there for years and years and years, and the Lord, uh, this particular day, the Lord walked among them, not one of them cried out for mercy. Not one of them said, Oh, Lord, have mercy upon me. None of them. He had walked the streets of Galilee and Jerusalem and all of those places, and not one of them called on his name to be saved. Not one. Not one. You go read there. Read that occasion. Not one of them called on the name to be, be saved. But one man the Lord chose to save. That's the sovereignty of God, my friend. God is sovereign. God is on the throne. God, he, he does as he pleases. And he chose to save this one particular individual. Why he did that, that's not my business. I don't know. I don't know, except he exercised his sovereign grace. And he chose that man. The man never said a word to him. The man never said, oh, Lord, save me. Oh, Lord, heal me. Oh, Lord, nothing. No, no. He, the Lord said to him, take up thy bed and walk. Take up thy bed and walk. And he got up and walked. Now, I tell my folks here in my congregation that if you don't come on to Christ, I don't mean get up and walk to the, shake the preacher's hand. I don't mean go up and lay, kneel down at the altar. I mean uh, spiritually come to Christ. Oh, my friend, with all of the emphasis of your soul, get up and come to Christ just like this man did. When the Lord said, take up thy bed and walk, listen, if he had said, well, I don't know if I can get up or not. I don't believe I can get up. I've been here 38 years. I don't think I can get up. He's still been laying there. But no, no, he obeyed. Did you know it's better to obey than to sacrifice? My friend, I have folks who will not come to Christ after the Lord has held out the invitation here, just like those folks over there where the king had made a supper for his son and he's representing the Lord there and he said, go out and call those folks. Different ones were called, and one said, uh, "Oh, I can't come. Uh, I got I bought four yoke of oxen down there on the, in the holler somewhere, and I got to go check them out this evening. And I can't come. Go to no wedding supper. I can't come. No, tell that fool I can't come." And then the next fellow said, "Well, hmm, I bought a piece of land over there across the creek, and I got to go make sure it's uh it's all right. I got to go check on it." 
not knowing it'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there the next day. Do you see how foolish men and women are? He said, I bought a piece of land. I got to go check on it. You don't think he checked on it before he bought it? But here he is refusing. This is a blessed, beautiful picture of a sinner turning away from God. You said, can a, turn, can a sinner turn away from the Lord? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then the other one, he said, I married a wife. Oh, my Lord, I married a wife. I can't go. I can't go. Do you see how frivolous? I could tell you things that folks have told me, the reason they're not trusting the Lord, that would make you scratch your head, my friend. Oh, it would make you scratch your head. Wondering what in the world is wrong with those fellows that they can't come on to the Lord. But here we see this man in this at, there at the pool, Bethesda. He said, take up thy bed and walk. And he got up. He got up and went. Now, my friend, if you ever get saved, that's what you're going to do. Salvation has nothing to do with faith healing. It has nothing to do with speaking in tongues. It has nothing to do with praying through. No, no, my friend. But the latest, the latest contra- the latest heresy that's connected with this ordinance may be that one may be baptized to wash away his sins, wash away his diseases, healing, faith healing in the baptism of poo. Now, my friend, that's so terrible. Baptism is another picture of our blessed Lord. Oh, listen. In baptism, we see the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Christ on the cross is our substitute. Have you ever looked there? Have you ever looked away by faith? And see the Lord hanging there on that cross. Have you ever done that, my friend? These are serious times that we're living in. Did you know that? I mentioned the other day in a broadcast that you may be only three heartbeats away from eternity. And some lady wrote me, want to know what that meant? Well, listen, my friend, if your heart stops beating, three beats. Just three beats. Boom, boom, boom. And that's it. No more beating. Thump, thump, thump. No more beating. If it misses those three beats, you'll be in eternity. You'll be in eternity. Next day or two, your picture will be in the obituary column. Next day or two, your grave will be sinking in out there. I'm telling you, friend, this is a serious thing we're talking about. Men and women are going to hell by the wholesale and the retail because they will not come to Christ. They're duped and deceived by Satan, and they won't admit it. They won't take the blame. They won't call on the Lord. They won't get up and come when the Lord invites them to come. And they just stay there, rear back, and stay where they are. You say, do you know what you're talking about, Trailblazer? I said, yes, sir, I sure do. I, yes, sir, I sure do. I know hundreds of folks who are just rearing back and say, well, I'll just take my chances. Well, there's not any chances to take, my friend. The old Trailblazer is being true to your soul. The old Trailblazer is throwing everything in his path from going out into eternity. And folks just won't have it. One here and one there will have it. That's right. Many, many over the period of 50, 60 years under this ministry, folks have been saved and they've never gotten over it. And they don't want to get over it and they're still rejoicing in the Lord. But there's how many is out there? How many is out there have been got on a rabbit trail, chasing rabbits, going off after baptism, going on after uh, Holy Spirit, uh, divine healing, so-called, going on after this and going on after that. And yet they won't come to know the Lord. Do you know what salvation is, my friend? It's coming to know the Lord. It's trusting the Lord. It's just trusting the Lord. It's clinging to the Lord, bowing to the Lord, taking the blame. Lord, I'm to blame. Would you save me? You said uh, that you would say, you'd save me if I'd come to you. He that believeth on the Lord shall be saved. Lord, give me grace to believe on the Lord. I can't believe on him. I can't believe in anything. 
But Lord, would you just touch touch my heart with the gospel? And I have folks, uh, my friend, who hear these broadcasts and they say, well, I've never heard anybody like the old trailblazer. He tells it like it is. He tells me that I'm going to hell if I don't repent. He tells me that I'm going out into eternity lost uh, if I skip three heartbeats. And I never heard such preaching as that in my life. But my friend, the old trailblazer, just an old kook that has no better sense than to be true to your soul day in and day out. And that's what I'm going to keep doing as long as the Lord gives me breath. I wish you'd pray for me, that he'd give me strength. I'm not I'm not uh, able to do too much. I'm going on the other side, going down the evening shadows of life. But the Lord gives me strength and gives me courage to get up and come on in here in the studio and bring these messages. Get up on Sunday morning, go to the chapel, preach, go Wednesday night, Sunday night, and then take care of those things around the bookstore and get up the messages. And my friend, would you just pray for me? You asked your prayer group there. On Sunday evening, if y'all have a prayer group in your church, say, Mr. Leader, uh, would y'all let us pray for the old trailblazer? Would you do that? I appreciate it, if you would. And then, if you will, write me. My mailing address is the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye, and God bless you.